وَقُلِّ And say to my servants, يَقُولُوا They should say, أَلَّتِي That which here it is, أَحْسَنْ Best. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala tells the Prophet ﷺ that you tell my servants, those who believe in me, that they should speak that which is best. Just like the Prophet ﷺ spoke that which was best. Look at the previous ayat. How the mushrikeen are coming up with excuse after excuse, objection after objection. But a best response is given. Excellent response is given. They're trying to move away from the subject and they're brought back to the subject again and again. Because what happens when you're talking to someone? You're trying to tell them about Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and then they pick on something and they start an argument over there. And they start another argument. Bring them back, bring them back. Like you know Musa salam, when he was telling Fir'aun about Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, Fir'aun said, oh what about the people who died before? The previous generations. Where are they going to be? Because basically he wanted Musa alayhi salam to say, oh they're going to be in hell and that's going to make everybody so upset. So Musa alayhi salam, he brought the conversation back to the subject. This is ahsan, this is excellent response. So learn from the evidences that are given in the Qur'an, learn from the sunnah that قُلْ لِعِبَادِي يَقُولُ الَّتِي هِيَ أَحْسَن But this is not just limited to when you're telling somebody about Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and when you're doing da'wah or when you're talking about religion. Not just at that time, but even in general, when you're speaking to people, what should you say? What kind of words? What does Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala say? What kind of words? Hmm? What kind of words? Tell me from the ayah. Ahsan. Everybody say it? Ahsan. Best words. What do we like to say sometimes? Bad words. What does Allah say? Use good words. Not just good, ahsan. Not hasan, ahsan. Hasan is good and ahsan is most good, excellent. Why use excellent speech and good words with other people? Because remember what we learned earlier? When you're talking to people, they have these preconceived you know, beliefs, notions, and they filter everything through that. So there are barriers in communication. There are these hurdles that they have put. So you have to be extra careful when you're talking to them, when you're speaking to people. Why? Because people can always misunderstand what you're telling them. They can misinterpret what you're telling them, the message that you're giving them. And you know what? A greater problem is that there's shaitan with every person behind him, casting negative thoughts in his mind. That see what she's telling you? Look at how she's yelling at you. She doesn't have any respect for you. Inna shaytana Indeed, shaitan, he does nazl between them. What is nazl? Nazl is to poke, to nudge. And then this word is also used for planting hatred, evil thoughts. So this is what happens. You're listening to somebody and you're like, yes mom, you're right, I know I should be doing this. But then what happens? It's like somebody pokes you and you're like, wait a minute, who are you to tell me this? And why should I have to listen to you? This is nazl. That all of a sudden, you're instigated you know, to think negatively about the person who's talking to you. So shaitan is after people, poking them, telling them to think negatively. إِنَّ الشَّيْطَانَ كَانَ لِلْإِنسَانِ عَدُوًّا مُبِينًا Indeed, shaitan, he is ever to the human being a clear and open enemy. So what do we learn then? That in communication, don't leave room for shaitan. Can I say something? 
you know, about the preconceived opinions we have about others. For every command that Allah has given us, I've noticed that there's so many benefits behind it. Like for the hijab, for example, and like for backbiting. Like on the surface, it might just avoid problems and just submit to Allah and all that. But like it helps you from making, like giving others your preconceived opinions about like others, you know. So like it helps them with having a clear mind. Yeah. So when you accept what Allah is telling you and keep away from what He's forbidding you, this is actually going to help you. This is going to help you communicate with others well. It's going to help improve your relationship with others. So over here when Allah is telling us, speak that which is best. Why? For whose good? For whose good? For our own good. You know, for example, if you go home and you find out that while you were away in your class, somebody went through your room and did what they did. So you're upset about it. And if all of a sudden you start yelling and start accusing your little brother or your little sister, and then you get upset with your mother also, is this ahsan speech? No, it's not. Is it going to solve the problem? No, it's not. What is it going to do? It's going to worsen the problem. In psychology, like we study so much about people, human behavior, communication, and so on. And like there is a whole book, like when I was studying, subhanAllah, that they talk about how they emphasize, like when you say anything, automatically how it goes to the human brain, and how they take it in, and how you say it, and the body language, and so on. And it's so much details. And I remember, subhanAllah, I'm like, do I really have to study all this to remember? But just this one ayah summarized that whole book. It's all about your speech and how you say it. And it's not only don't say anything, just say the best of speech. And subhanAllah, like it's just made the whole book a lot easier for me right now to go back. Alhamdulillah. So, ahsan In order to avoid problems. Because many problems that we have with people, why do we have those problems with them? What's the reason? Okay, miscommunication and also because we heard them saying something that hurt us. It hurt our feelings. And even though they said it 10 years ago, you can just not overcome it. Isn't it? And this is how we decide that so and so is my friend and so and so is my enemy. So and so is in my good books and so and so is in my bad books. Think about all the people that you know. People that you feel comfortable with, why is it that you feel comfortable with them? One of the main reasons is their speech. What they say, how they say. And if you have a problem with a particular individual, what's the reason? It's the way they talk to you, the way they address you, the kind of things they say to you. You know how you're saying that we can hold grudges about what someone said to us like 10 years ago. I think it's easier for us as girls to hold grudges. And I think that we should try harder to um, to take these away and then if you felt bad because it said something bad to you you don't want to do that to someone else so you should watch yourself before you keep grudges on someone else exactly that, think about it if the words of a person can hurt us so much then should we not become even more careful with our words we're very concerned about our feelings and what other people say to us what is Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala telling us over here you speak properly you speak in the best way because the thing is that when we speak negatively to others, whether the negativity is in the content or in the style, then yes, we hurt them, 
but we also hurt ourselves. Because with those words of anger, with those extremely harsh words, what have we done? We have burnt you know, our bridges. We have basically destroyed that relationship. This is why, what did the Prophet ﷺ say? That whoever believes in Allah in the last day, he should either say something good or remain silent. In anger, what have we been told? Be quiet. Control yourself. Even in time of grief, Control your sadness. Kalimin, suppress the anger. Assalamu alaikum. I once read about how um, people, the way you speak, if you're speaking negatively and using really harsh words and just dissing other people, the person that's listening to you is actually kind of mirroring and reflecting those words on you. So they're interpreting it as, you know, those words are from you, therefore you're like that as well. So... It kind of reflects your character as well. Of course it reflects the character of a person. You know, for example, if a person is always yelling, always frowning, then what happens? Every time you remember them, you remember a frown on their face. And you remember a really, really loud voice. So this is why, يَقُولُ الَّتِي هِيَ أَحْسَنُ Bismillah, assalamu alaykum. I remember my mom, she used to tell me every time, if you want to say something bad to someone, say it to yourself first. First, if you like it, say it to others. I read this story recently about this boy who went somewhere and he heard a sound. So he said, who is it? And he heard somebody saying, who is it? He said, who are you? Who are you? He heard that back. And I asked you first. And he heard, I asked you first. He said, if I find you, I'm going to give it to you. If I find you, I'm going to give it to you. Who are you? Where are you? He heard, who are you? Where are you? So he got really annoyed. And this went on for some time. He went home really upset, told his mom. And his mom said, that was your echo. If you had said something good, you would have heard something good. And this is true. I, mean, I don't know if the story is true or not, but the concept is true. That whatever you say, that is what you hear in return. Because our words, the vocabulary that we use, people pick up on it they begin to use the same words with us. So always say what you want to hear yourself. Assalamualaikum. My niece is at such an age where she repeats every single thing you say, whether you mean it or you don't. And she picks up on it really quickly. And sometimes me and my sisters, we just tend to say some things that we normally say, and then she repeats it. And then later on, she says it again. And like... Like people ask her, where did you hear that from? And she knows who, where she heard it from too. So like it makes you think, what are you saying actually? And my mom always says, you know, say good things in front of her. So she repeats it. And it really makes you reflect and it makes you realize what you're saying. Is it good or is it not? I mean, we fix our speech just because somebody is going to pick up on it. Think about it. We should fix our speech because it's going in our book, in our record. So يَقُولُ الَّتِي هِيَ أَحْسَنُ To be able to fix our speech, we also have to make sure that what's going in our ears is also clean. Because what we hear and what we listen, the people who are around, they constantly affect the way that we speak. So to be able to keep our tongue clean, we also have to make sure that whatever we're hearing is yeah. also clean. Very true. Because if there's something in your head going on and on and on, what's going to happen? It's going to come out of the mouth. It's not possible. 
You know, if in your head there's a replay of a song that you heard and it's there, stuck in your head, what's going to happen? You're going to start singing it. You're going to start saying it. رَبُّكُمْ أَعْلَمُ Your Lord is most knowing. Become with you. Meaning He knows you best. Each person. What their state is, what their fate is, what their outcome is going to be, what their true feelings are. إِنْ If He wants. يَرْحَمْكُمْ He can show mercy to you. أو Or إِنْ If He wills. يُعَذِّبْكُمْ He can punish you. Meaning if He wants, He can forgive you for the words that you say all the time without thinking. And He does. Doesn't He? And at times, يُعَذِّبْكُمْ He punishes you. Because of what? Because of what you've said. Sometimes you say the most harshest words to a person. And then what happens? No repercussions. No problem. Nothing. Allah's mercy. Special mercy over there. But other times what happens? We say something that was not as harsh, but then we get it back. Right? We suffer the consequences. So who should we fear? Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. If He wants, He can forgive us. And if He wants, He can hold us accountable. He can punish us for the wrong that we're doing. وَمَا أَرْسَلْنَاكَ عَلَيْهِمْ وَكِيلَ And we have not sent you a Prophet ﷺ over people as a wakil. Who is a wakil? A manager. Meaning to force people to believe. To force people to change their ways. Your job is to convey and leave it to them. فَذَكِّرْ إِنَّمَا أَنْتَ مُذَكِّرْ وَرَبُّكَ أَعْلَمْ And your Lord is most knowing بِمَنْ فِي السَّمَاوَاتِ وَالْأَرْضِ Of those who are in the skies and the earth. Meaning every creature, whether it's up in the sky or somewhere on the earth. Allah knows about them. Even the feelings that we have, the thoughts that we entertain, the grudges that we keep, Allah knows about them. وَلَقَدْ فَضَّلْنَا And certainly we preferred بَعْضَ النَّبِيِّينَ Some prophets عَلَى بَعْضْ over others. وَآتَيْنَا دَاوُودَ زَبُورًا And we gave to Dawood alayhi salam the Zabur. Meaning the book that is called Zabur. Why is this being mentioned? Many times, why is it that we have a problem with other people? Because of which we say nasty things to them. What's the reason? Jealousy. We have a problem with a special thing that they have. You know little children even? What happens if one gets a candy and the other doesn't? I'm not your friend. Go away. Right? Kids say this. Why? Because jealousy. Bad feelings. So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala tells us that He has kept differences even within the prophets. So amongst people, of course there will be differences. One person has been given more of something and the other has been given less of that. Accept this variety. This is not a communist world where everything and everyone is equal. No. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has kept Variety in the creation. وَآتَيْنَا دَاوُدَ زَبُورًا Dawuda was given a book. And this book was so different. Because Zabur was hymns, words of praise, tasbih. Dawud would say words of tasbih. And in the Qur'an we learn that even the birds would get involved with that tasbih. And the mountains would also get involved and echo back. So he would recite the Zabur and Zabur was all words of praise of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. The Torah, very different. Commands, laws, do's and don'ts. The Qur'an also, different. So, people are different. What Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala gives to people, that is different, accept this variety. And keep that in mind when you're talking to people. Because sometimes we think, oh, they should not get upset. 
Why are they upset? They should not think like this. You know what? They're more sensitive. They're more touchy. They're more emotional than you. Perhaps you don't understand emotions, but they are very emotional. So be considerate and be careful about their feelings. Did you want to say something? Yeah, so over here, the reason why this is mentioned is because Zabur was different from the other books in many ways. قُلْ سَيْءُدْعُوا Call upon who? الَّذِينَ زَعَمْتُمْ مِن دُونِهِ Those whom you have claimed, meaning to be gods besides Him. Those whom you claim that they are gods, besides Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, if you really think they are God, call upon them. Ask them for help. فَلَا يَمْلِكُونَ They do not possess. كَشْفَ الضُرِّ عَنْكُمْ The removal of any harm from you. They're not able to remove difficulty from you. وَلَا تَحْوِيلًا Nor it's تَحْوِيل Meaning they're not even able to transfer it. تَحْوِيل is from حَوَوْلَام حَوْل is also used for a year. Why? Because it comes back. Right? So تَحْوِيل is to move from one to the other. Transfer from one to the other. So those whom you think are God, if you call upon them, you'll get no answer. And if you seek help from them, they cannot remove any problem, any difficulty from you. They cannot take it away, nor can they transfer it from you to somebody else. Why? Because all power is with who? Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. He only bestows good, and He only removes harm. Ula'ika those, meaning those whom you think are God, they are in reality what? Allah's servants. And who are they? They are ulaika alladina yaduruna, those whom they call upon, meaning these gods, false gods, these beings, these people whom they consider to be God. Who are they in reality? Allah says they yabtaguna, they seek. They're all seeking. Ila rabbihim to their Lord. Al wasila means of access. Wasila means taqarrub. Wow, seen lam. Wasila means taqarrub. What does that mean? To try to get closer, to attain nearness and closeness to someone. So for example, a person makes dua to Isa alayhi salam. A person makes dua to Maryam alayhi salam. A person makes dua to Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wasallam. Angel Jibreel, Ali radiallahu anhu. Who are these people? Who are they? Allah's servants. And each and every one of them, what was their goal in life? What is it that they were striving towards? Closeness to who? Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Meaning they themselves are needy. They themselves ask Allah. So if they are needy, and they're trying to get closer to Allah, then why are you asking them? Because if someone is needy themselves, can they help you? They cannot. So they themselves tried to see closeness to Allah. Ayyuhum aqrab. As to which of them is closest, nearest. Meaning, they're servants and they compete to get closer to Allah. وَيَرْجُونَ رَحْمَتَهُ And they hope for His mercy. وَيَخَافُونَ عَذَابَهُ And they fear His punishment. Why? Because, إِنَّ عَذَابَ رَبِّكَ كَانَ مَحْذُورًا Indeed, the punishment of your Lord, it is ever mahdur, Meaning feared, worthy of being feared. Worthy of being guarded against. Worthy of being cautious of. Because it is quite frightening. So all of these people whom others worship, what is their reality? They are servants of Allah, trying to get closer to Allah, trying to seek His mercy, avoiding His punishment. They're servants, they're needy themselves. 
So they do not deserve to be worshipped. In Surah Zumar Ayah 3 we learn, وَالَّذِينَ اتَّخَذُوا مِن دُونِهِ أَوْلِيَاءِ Those people who have taken besides Allah awliya, meaning they call upon them, they worship them. What's the reason they give? They say, مَا نَعْبُدُهُمْ إِلَّا لِيُقَرِّبُونَ إِلَى اللَّهِ زُلْفَى We are only worshipping them in order to get closer to Allah. They are our connection with Allah. But the fact is that they themselves are in need of Allah. They themselves worshipped Allah. Ask Him for help. So why are you asking them? Why don't you go to the source directly? Why are you going through others? Ask Allah directly. And this was the way of the Prophet ﷺ. If you think about it at Badr, the Prophet ﷺ, did he make dua? Of course. يَا حَيُّ يَا قَيُّمْ بِرَحْمَتِكَ أَسْتَغِيثِ O living, O eternal, sustainer of all existence, I seek your mercy. I want your mercy. I want your help. The angels, do they fear Allah's punishment? Yes. يَخَافُونَ رَبَّهُمْ مِنْ فَوْقِهِمْ They fear their Lord. So why are you making dua to the angels? So what's the lesson in this ayah? Exactly. Ask Allah directly. Why? Because Allah is a samir He hears everybody. He hears everyone. And when a person thinks, oh, who am I? And why would my dua be accepted? And why would Allah respond to me? I am just an ordinary person. You know what this shows? That this person's belief in Allah is weak. He doesn't believe that Allah hears everybody. Because if he believed that Allah hears everybody, then he would understand that Allah also hears me. He also listens to me. So ask Allah directly. Don't go through others. Go directly to the source. Think about it. If you know there is a person that you need to speak to about a particular issue, what do you prefer to do? Speak to them directly or send a message to them through somebody? What do you like to do? Directly. This is why we say, can I please have your number so I can call you? Can I please email you directly? Can I have a meeting with you? Can I get an appointment with you? Because I need to talk to you directly. Because it's easier, it's better. Communication is more open. Right? And if you send word through somebody, then what happens? It gets changed. Right? And you ask someone, can you please make dua for me? Can you please give this message for me? And you don't know if it's been delivered or not. You don't even know if that person made dua for you. So why wait for others to make dua for you? Start making dua yourself. Yeah, broken telephone. Right? So what happens? It changes. What you said became something completely different. So if you have to send a message to someone, a request to someone, what would you prefer to do? I want to ask directly. I want to talk directly. It's more efficient and it's more effective. I feel like this verse is really beautiful because you can see how even like people as small as us have the opportunity to speak directly with the creator of the worlds. There's other people who I know they're like, you know, we pray to this person to try and connect us to our God. And when I look at, like when I compare it, I'm like, it's just so much easier for us to talk directly to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. We can ask Him and talk to Him even in our hearts. And it's such a relieving feeling. It's like, you know, to know that He's constantly there with us and for yes. us. And it's amazing how sometimes there are these feelings in your heart that you cannot even express with your mouth. You cannot. You cannot even find the words. But Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala understands the speech of everybody. 
Whether it's clear or unclear. He knows what people are saying even in their hearts. Right? Because he knows the sir, the secret, and that which is even more hidden than that. وَإِن تَجْهَرُ بِالْقَوْلِ If you make your words out loud, meaning you say them openly, or you don't, you say them secretly, so you whisper to somebody. Or that which is even more hidden, so you just keep it in your heart, you don't even share with somebody. Allah knows everything. What you said openly, what you said secretly, and what you kept in your heart. I find it so amazing that Allah knows exactly how we're feeling. Because like for me, I find it difficult to explain things to others, right? Like whether it's just a simple story or just how I'm feeling or whatever. So like when I know that like Allah knows, then I'm like, it's okay, Allah knows, you know. He understands, He sees. He knows better than even I know. You remember the incident where a woman came to the Prophet ﷺ complaining to him about her husband. And the Prophet ﷺ, he didn't have an answer for her because no revelation had been sent concerning that issue. So that woman basically after a long time, she basically gave up and she just sat there. And she didn't go. She just sat there because she wanted an answer. She wanted a solution. Aisha Anha was sitting over there and she didn't hear the exact conversation that took place. And she didn't even hear what that woman was saying, what dua she was making. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala revealed ayat that قَدْ سَمِعَ اللَّهُ Allah heard. Allah heard the woman. قَدْ سَمِعَ اللَّهُ قَوْلَ الَّتِي تُجَادِلُكَ فِي زَوْجِهَا Who was arguing with you about her husband. وَتَشْتَكِي إِلَى اللَّهِ And she was complaining to Allah. That complaint, who heard it? Did the Prophet ﷺ hear it? No. Did Aisha Anha hear it? No. They were in the room present. But Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala heard. I think you've kind of answered it, but I still want to put up the question. Okay. Um, it's the general struggle that I've seen in people. You feel that Allah would hear that person more if he's even apparently look righteous. So people would come to you to make dua. Or people would say that Prophet ﷺ, if we make Prophet ﷺ the wasila, Allah would listen to him more. So how do you counterbat that? And how do you make people understand that Allah still loves you and Allah will listen to you? Okay. The thing is that, have we been told to make dua to the Prophet ﷺ so that he would make dua? No. When we send the salams, the salawats in the Prophet ﷺ, does he hear it directly? No. It is delivered to him. Which means that if we're standing and making dua to the Prophet ﷺ, making him the wasila, he cannot hear. He cannot. If our salawat are delivered to him, then how can we expect that our duas, he can hear them? He is not a samir Who is a samir Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is a samir And when in the Qur'an Allah tells us so many times, over and over again, call upon me, call upon me, in so many different ways, then why won't we call upon Him? And this thinking that we have, that oh, other people, because they're more religious, they're closer to Allah, this is why their du'as are accepted more than ours? Okay, fine. You can say that so-and-so is, you know, mustajabu da'wat, their du'as are accepted. Alhamdulillah, but that doesn't mean that you don't make dua. The one who is going through a problem themselves, they can express it in the best way. Right? If you're struggling with something, when you're going to ask for help, you're going to ask with you know, with feeling, with emotions. Genuinely you're going to ask. And somebody else who just sees you and is like, okay, yeah, I'll make a request for you. How can they express in the same way? They cannot. 
And just because you're asking somebody to make dua, that doesn't exempt you from making dua. The Prophet ﷺ told Umar anhu, don't forget us in your dua. Imagine. If he was making dua himself, for himself, asking others, do you remember me in your duas? Then how can we think that we just ask others to make dua for us and we don't make dua ourselves? In fact, in hadith we learned that the one who does not ask Allah, Allah becomes angry with him. مَن لَمْ يَسْأَلِ اللَّهِ Allah gets upset with him. That why is it that you're going to my creation and you're not asking me directly? Has it ever happened with you that you needed something and you asked a friend and your mom finds out? And she says, why are you asking your friends? You should ask me directly. Have we died? Are we not here? Have we refused you before? Why are you not asking us? Why are you going out to the people of the world and asking them and humiliating us? You should ask us directly. As long as we're living, we will help you. We are there for you. If this is the case with parents who love us, then what about Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala who loves us even more? And people, what can they give to us? Ultimately, who are they asking? Allah, right? So why not ask directly? Yes. Um, you mentioned the story of the woman who came to the Prophet ﷺ to complain about her issue. And Allah SWT revealed, um, But I was just focusing on the word سَمِعَ It says that He heard. It's that like Allah SWT knows what we're going to say, but still He listens. And I thought yes, that was so beautiful. Exactly. Allah knows what we're going to say, but still He listens to us. Because He's a Samir. Unfortunately... There is, mashallah, a lot of Muslims, but because different people believe in different things, and mashallah, they're all believers. But sadly, sometimes you see there is more hatred, more division happens. And as we are reading it, it seems like those are shaitan's ways, because shaitan works differently with different people. And as we hear it, it comes from every direction, and it makes you feel like you're doing the right thing. So people become more shadid in whatever belief they have. But Allah Ta'ala has asked us to be more loving to other Muslims. So we just read about it, talk in an essence way. So we do not have to get into the conversation that is not like really divide us more. We can do our own thing in an essence way and do dua and not make those kind of topics as a matter of discussion where we divide us even more and bring, pull other people more closer. Many times it happens people are talking about their bad experiences with other people or give bad names to each other or telling, oh, you do this different. I'm not saying to adapt everything, but I'm just saying we need to be more accepting and loving because even Allah Ta'ala has said somewhere that how different people were divided when they were Muslims and Allah Ta'ala, when you yeah, bring love is, to each other. Yeah, the thing is that these differences are there. But that doesn't mean that everything is okay. Allah Subhanahu Wa Ta'ala has also told us the haqq and He has also told us what falsehood is. So our job is to seek the haqq and tell others about it as well. However, in doing that, let's not forget Ahsan speech. And let's not forget the focus. That our focus in such conversations should not be to defeat the other in argument and to speak rudely to them. Our focus should be what? To bring them back to worshipping Allah alone. Asking Him alone. 
Assalamu alaikum. This verse, subhanAllah, touches my heart because especially when Allah says here, وَيَرْجُونَ رَحْمَةً That we want Allah's mercy. I was once in a time in my life where, you know what the sister said, like I would ask people who are righteous, please make dua for me. Until this verse that links to the surah that I always remember in Surah Zumar, verse 53, that all oh, my servants, those who transgressed against themselves, those who crossed the limits, those who have sinned, you know, do not, like, do not... Despair from Allah's mercy. Yeah, like, Don't give up hope from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala's mercy. Allah forgives every sin. And it linked to me, like, these two verses, even though you sinned a lot, even though you did so much, never give up on Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. He's always there to listen to you. You know, in hadith, we learned so many ahadith that have been narrated around this topic that in the last third of the night, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala descends to the lowest sky. And He says, I am the king, I am the king. And He says that, is there anyone who is making dua yad'u so that I will respond to his dua? Is there any sa'il, someone who is asking for something, begging for something so that I can give him what he's asking for? Is there anyone who's seeking forgiveness so that I can forgive him? Is there anyone who's repenting so that I can accept his repentance? Is there anyone who is sick, who wants to be cured, and who would ask me so that I will cure him? Is there anyone who wants rizq, more provision? Ask me so that I will give him. So what do we learn from this hadith? That Allah asks us directly, tells us directly, ask me. Ud'u ni. Call upon me. Astajiblakum. I will answer you. Direct communication. Sometimes I feel like I'm so small and my sins, you know, they completely just make me so small in front of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. This once I, I just recently, you know, with the time change, it goes back. And then the prayer, when you're at school, you tend to miss it. And I was thinking, you know, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, I've done things in the past. But like, can you please just give me a place to pray so I don't miss my prayers? And subhanAllah, like, I talked to my guidance counselor, and you won't believe it. She gave me an answer by the end of the day. She was like, you know, there's this empty room. And, like, I trust you so you can close the blinds during the day. And you can bring your own prayer mat or I can give you a mat. And you can just pray, take however long you want. No one's going to disturb you. Just come and ask for it. And there's going to be no problem. And, like, I've been through times in the past where I have missed myself. I can admit it now because I've asked Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala for forgiveness and I hope He forgives me. And it just makes me think that, you know, everyone can overcome the sins they've done. And I pray that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala makes it easier for all of us. You know, Musa a.s. when he committed murder by accident, what did he say? Rabbi ghfirli. Oh my Lord, forgive me. I'm sorry. Forgive me. And you know what the next words are in the ayah? فَغَفَرَ Allah forgave him. Musa salam instantly turned to Allah. Ya Allah, I've made a mistake. Please forgive me. I'm sorry. And Allah heard him. He responded to him. He forgave him. Because the barriers that are there between us and Allah are those that we have put. Those that we have placed. Our sins. And when a person overcomes those barriers, he wants to go closer to Allah, he takes one step, and what happens? Allah will take 
10 steps towards Him. Assalamu alaikum. I was just thinking that even us, like our subconscious mind knows that when there's no other hope, we turn to Allah. That I was, I remembered I read a cartoon and um, they showed a Muslim girl and there's a non-Muslim girl and they were walking. And then the non-Muslim girl was going on a rant about, you know, there can't possibly be no God and this and that. And the Muslim girl is quietly walking with her and suddenly a car comes quickly and then the girls move back and the non-Muslim girl says, Oh God. And the girl was like, you were saying? Because even when we don't realize our subconscious mind knows that you know when there's no other hope a part of us even though we don't give importance that part knows that no matter when there's nobody else internally Allah put that in us that we would turn to him and Allah is just reminding us of that yeah. I mean in so many different languages people have these expressions right about remembering God at a time of difficulty I read this quote the other day I can't remember exactly how it went but it was when you think that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala won't forgive you, it's basically like you're setting yourself up higher than Him because He's telling you that He is capable of forgiving you, but when you think that He won't forgive you, like who are you to say that? Yeah. This competition is in what? Who can get closer to Allah? Who can get more and more closer to Allah? Think about it when it comes to people also. Certain people whom we love. What do we want? That we want to be closest to them. Nobody else should be as close to them as I am. And these are people. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Ayyuhum aqrab. This is what we should really be competing for. But when it comes to good deeds that draw a person closer to Allah, what do we say? Yeah, mashallah, she's reciting Quran, good for her. But me? No, no, I've just, I'm not going to do it. It's okay for me. Yeah, yeah, she's praying her sunnah. Good for her. I'll just sit and wait for her because I'm in no need of good deeds. Our concern should be what? Competing in good deeds. Trying to get closer to Allah. You know when people are standing together in prayer? At that time, think to yourself, all of us are praying together and Allah is listening to every single person. I want my salah to be the best. I want to perform in the best way. So that I am the closest to Allah. أَيُّهُمْ أَقْرَبُ وَيَرْجُونَ رَحْمَةً Seek His mercy, hope for His mercy, never despair of His mercy. وَيَخَافُونَ عَذَابًا At the same time, fear His punishment because إِنَّ عَذَابَ رَبِّكَ كَانَ مَحْذُورًا Let's listen to the recitation of these ayat. وَقُلْ لِعِبَادِي يَقُولُ الَّتِي هِيَ أَحْسَنِ إِنَّ الشَّيْطَانَ يَنْزَغُ بَيْنَهُمْ إِنَّ الشَّيْطَانَ كَانَ لِلْإِنسَانِ عَدُوًا مُبِينًا رَبُّكُمْ أَعْلَمُ بِكُمْ إِنْ يَشَأْ يَرْحَمْكُمْ أَوْ إِنْ يَشَأْ يُعَذِّبْكُمْ وَمَا أَرْسَلْنَاكَ عَلَيْهِمْ وَكِيلًا وَرَبُّكَ أَعْلَمُ بِمَنْ فِي السَّمَاوَاتِ وَالْأَرْضِ وَلَقَدْ فَضَّلْنَا بَعْضَ النَّبِيِّينَ عَلَى بَعْضٍ وَآتَيْنَا دَاوُدَ زَبُورًا قُلِ ادْعُوا الَّذِينَ زَعَمْتُمْ مِنْ دُونِهِ فَلَا يَمْلِكُونَ كَشْفَ الضُّرِّ عَنْكُمْ وَلَا تَحْوِيلًا أُولَئِكَ الَّذِينَ يَدْعُونَ يَبْتَغُونَ إِلَى رَبِّهِمُ الْوَسِيلَةَ أَيُّهُمْ 